The Rojo Show. Episode 59 of The Rojo Show. How's everybody doing? Everybody's awesome. Great. Uh, Have some things to talk about today. Some of them I'm very excited to talk about. Some of them have been a long time coming. Uh, but I got, I got, I got something for the people. So let's start. Well, let's, let's give it a minute. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Did everybody enjoy the Super Bowl two weeks ago? Yeah. Congratulations, Tom Brady. Me and Emmanuel spoke the week before the game. Uh, I believe we both were wrong. I believe we both were Looking for Atlanta to get the W. And it looked like for a while they were. I'm not going to talk long about the Super Bowl because I know people are kind of over it. And I got a little bit of Grammy talk. And I I did some movie watching on my off days today. Today and yesterday. Which I don't always get a chance to do. I don't always get to, you know, sit back and just devote uh two to three hours to just um watch someone else's story but i had the chance to do that uh the last couple days i'm going to talk about the movies i watched but i don't want to start with that i want to get this super bowl shit out of the way um so we all know halftime everybody in the a turn it up because they in houston and that's just right down the way um, Luda, JD, Two Chains, Usher, baby. I can't say that. that's kind of that's kind of sweet. Usher, um, Andre and Big Boy. Did I say Ludacris already? Everybody was in the building, very excited to cheer on the team. Um, up at the half, twenty-four to three or twenty-four to zero, something ridiculous. Um, and then what happens? They come out in the second half. Did they even score again? I just know Tom Brady came out there and was just adding the stats to his legacy. Just padding the stats. Just doing everything. This is the time where I'm going to inject my new segment. Let's keep it realer. This is how this goes. Let's keep it real. Tom Brady came back, won the Super Bowl. Arguably the best quarterback of history, of all time. Five rings, he got the joint for the thumb. I can't name one of his... Wide receivers, except did you? Well, was Julian Edelman hurt? Um, who's the other little white boy? I know Hogan, but the Chris Hogan, but uh, the other one, like the real scrappy one with the beard. I don't know. Um, but let's keep it realer. Atlanta lost that game. The 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 coach came out and he should have ran the ball the whole second half. The whole second half, he should have just been running down the clock, bro. 
That's it. You you there was nothing, there was no game for you to win really. Stay in your lane, bruh. <coughs> Run the clock down. You know, maybe you take a couple passes on, you know, first and set uh on um, you know, third and long or some shit like that. But uh for the most part, you need to just be winding down the clock, baby. They had my man come down on the field, the owner. He was down there at halftime way too early. Somebody should have told him, go back upstairs, man. Somebody should have told him, go back upstairs. He kind of I mean, jinxed the whole thing. I mean, I know after the fact, there's a, many, there's a million things we can point to and say, look, man, that's, you know, niggas saying bow wow, talking about it being over at halftime. Niggas talking about, um, what's his name, the, the owner of the... The owner of the Falcons coming down on the field after halftime with his wife. I mean, there's a lot of things you can point to after the fact as to say what may have jinxed them or what may have, you know, drawn on their focus. But the bottom line is the coach should have had a way better plan for that. And maybe he didn't maybe he didn't expect to be up that much. Maybe he expected to be tied, or maybe he expected it to be, you know, back and forth the whole game, but I figure that's why you got a million people on your team, right? So that you can have somebody plan for that scenario. But I don't know. Is it, I mean, is any team, is it kind of like the Eastern Conference Finals in in basketball now with football where, like, any team that's not the Patriots should just be happy to get to the Super Bowl? Like, whoever makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year is really just happy to be there, you know? Because Cleveland is probably going to whoop that ass. And then um, you'll go home. But, you know, just making it there, I mean, who seriously not, who seriously has a chance? Like, I mean, them adding, uh, Toronto adding Serge Ibaka. Like, that's a good move, but that's not a move that's going to get you past Cleveland because Serge Ibaka, I mean, he's not as good as Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson. So that's done. You know what I'm saying? Where you really, you don't have enough scorers. Nobody's going to be able to hold down LeBron. Um, You don't have any uh, three-point threats, really. I mean, Ibaka can stretch it a, a little bit, but if the first three pointer I think of, three point shooter on their team I think of is Serge Ibaka, who just got there. Excuse me. Mm, I don't know. Might want to reevaluate that situation. Um, basketball. What are they doing, with my man Melo? Man, like just let him. Just like let him go. Phil's been talking real greasy. I, is is Phil in danger of fucking up his legacy by doing all this like weird shit with Melo? Like he's already he's already kind of fucked himself as far as the way the shit he said with LeBron with the posse comments and all that kind of stuff. Like that was totally unnecessary. But now with his with the hand with the way he's handling the the Knicks right now, like is he tarnishing? His legacy? Is he is he at least doing what Jordan did at 
um, Washington. But then you can't even say that because when he was in Washington, he kind of like there's kind of like this legacy of guys who played with Jordan at Washington. Right. Like, I mean, unfortunately, the first one that comes to my mind is Rip Hamilton. But let's look at that. What years did Jordan play for? What year did Jordan play for um, Washington? And then we can look at the the rosters for those teams. Because, like, did Jordan, damn it. Because I feel like, you know, he has to have that, like, that legacy of, like, or that, like, uh, that tree effect that... Greg Popovich has that you would think, um, I'm sorry, I'm really trying not to say, um, but I'm looking at these other roster. Here we go. Okay. (coughs) So Kwame Brown, uh, Brian Cardinal, Juan Dixon, shout out to Michigan State, I think. Um, Anthony Goldwire, Brendan Haywood, Larry Hughes, Jared Jeffries, Michael Jordan, Christian Leitner, Teron Liu, Charles Oakley, Byron Russell, Bobby Simmons, Jerry Stackhouse, Eton Thomas, Jahadi White. So I don't know where all these guys went to school from. Obviously, he brought Charles Oak with him. Shouts out to Charles Oakley. Those was probably like his last couple years. Um, Byron Russell, is that Byron Russell who he crossed? Yeah. So he ended up playing with Byron Russell, who he crossed in the finals um, against Utah. We all remember the shot, the pose, and the in the black and in the bread fourteens. Uh, e. Um, Christian Leitner, obviously a Christian Leitner went to Duke, right? Um, so that's weird. But uh, him and Jordan played together on the Dream Team. Um, still had a pretty good. He had a decent career. He was nowhere near as successful of an NBA player as he was a college player. But um. Christian Leitner was a journeyman. He was in a year. He was in the league a couple years. Um, Teron Liu, now coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, also famous for being stepped over by pound for pound one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Allen Iverson. Um, Jerry Stackhouse, uh, fellow North Carolina Tar Heel. And Kwame Brown, who he is probably just trying to make up for because he drafted him. Um, and then my man, my man Larry Hughes, who went on to play with LeBron his first couple years. Um, so I guess maybe he played with them the next season. Can we see the 02-03 or the 03 04 season? Or the old, old 0102. Let's look at that. 2001 Washington Wizards. Um, sorry I'm doing all this basketball talk, but 
I don't remember how we got on this. Uh, Michael Jordan made the All-Star team that year. Um, Hubert Davis, Rip Hamilton. So, he, Rip Hamilton only played with him one year. Um, Popeye Jones, whose son is like a crazy fucking hockey player now. Um, really the only difference. Um, so, what I was saying is, <clears throat> I guess, no, what I was trying to establish was that um, Phil Jackson should be trying to have some kind of lineage from his... Um, from his greatness or from his legacy in the league, and he doesn't really. Um, now Jordan, it looks like when Jordan went to play for the <clears throat> for Washington, he really just called a bunch of his people. Um, he put Doug Collins in as a coach. Um, was he kind of owning a part of the Wizards at one point? Maybe that's how he did that. Put Doug Collins in at the coach. He brought Kwame Brown over, or he drafted Kwame Brown and then went to play with him. He brought Charles Oakley. He built this team around him. <clears throat> and you would assume that um, that from that team that there would be some people who learned or inherited some traits from Jordan, but there isn't really. Hold on one second. Yo. Nothing. You call me while I'm uh, recording the podcast. Oh, okay. Sure. Let me make it. All right. Um, that was E. He was on the last episode. I'm not going to have him on both. Relax. Maybe I'll have him on another one. Anyway, um, but I think Kobe Bryant has a way better chance of that because Kobe played with, like, all those, like, rookies for, like, two or three years. Jordan Clarkson, uh, Russell, um... D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson. He played with Swaggy P for actually a few years. Um, Nick Nick Young is Swaggy P. Um, I can't remember all those other young niggas' names. Uh, I really like Jordan Clarkson. Um, I think he's a beast. D'Angelo Russell is a beast once he got over that. Uh, and uh, Julius Randle, that's the other one, Julius Randle. So I'm hoping, I want to say that like five or ten years from now, they have stories or they're really good and have stories about how Kobe affected their game. Um, but I would, I would feel like, I would feel like Phil would want that, but he's fucking it up because he doesn't work with anybody from the Bulls, really. He's got, he's still down real tight with Kurt Rambis, which I mean, whatever. Um, I don't know the extent of their relationship. But I just, I, I, I feel like he's, I, I want to be behind the Zen master. I don't want Greg Popovich, with all due respect, I mean, I dig Greg, but he's not, he never coached for no team I really rooted for. So I, I automatically would like for Phil to have this, like, truly Zen master um, legacy and people following his, um, his mantras and things like that, but no, the way he's acting now, like nobody is really going to admit to having close ties with him or like a real relationship with him. And if they do, it's going to be very fleeting and it's going to be only as valuable as what they can take or what they can gain from the relationship. Um, I probably really shouldn't give a fuck as much as I do. Um, and I, I speak passionately about most things. So that could just be coming across that way. But, uh, yeah, Phil, get that shit together. <clears throat> I have more sports talk. Um, the All-Star break is this weekend. 
all-star break is cool. Um, the dunk contest. I was having a conversation with somebody this weekend because we were watching all the dunk contests. They were, we were watching the old ones, the 83, 84, 85. Um, and then by the time they watched the, the other ones came on, it, it was gone. But I've been through this rigmarole before. I've... I am an NBA TV head. Shouts out to all my niggas, all my ladies, all my row homies who uh, be on NBA TV watching those classic games. Um, you can't watch too many of them because then you it's hard to come back to um, it's hard to come back to your old shit. It's like watching old flicks that you made or like thinking about an ex. Like you can't think about them too much because you still might have to, you still got to go back to your current bitch and you can't be coming in with an attitude with her because she's not doing the shit that the bitch you was just thinking about used to do. Um, <clears throat> so I've watched, uh, you know, is there a difference in the fact that all of the best dunkers in the league are kind of nobodies. Marinate on that while I, I, I do what, what I'm not doing. Because I'm watching dunk contests with Jordan, Neek. Um, although I don't really know what the rest of them is. Larry Nance. Um... Stanberry. <clears throat> Later on, it was uh, Jordan Neek, and uh, or no, no, it was Neek, and uh, it was actually Battle of the Hawks. It was Neek and the little nigga, um, Spud Webb. Then Mike came back, arguably won a second one. Arguably, Neek might have got robbed, and that's very big of me to say, as a Chicago native. But in the words of my nigga designer, I got bras in Atlanta. <laughs> But <clears throat> like I, everybody marks the 2000. Is that the one VC was in? Um, the 2000 dunk contest as like uh, possibly one of the greatest, which I I somewhat agree. But again, again, you have to consider who was in the. Um, who was in the competition? Vince Carter was in that one. Um, hold on. I want to look at the list. Hold on. Give me one second. Give me one second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 2000 NBA dunk contest contestants. Here we go. No, I don't want the champion. I want to know who was in it. Give me one second. Here we go. 1999-2000 NBA Slam Dunk Contest. Okay. Tracy McGrady, Ricky Davis, Jerry Stackhouse, Larry Hughes. What's his name? Wasn't in that one, Steve Franchise? Steve Francis, yeah. Mm. So have have stars not really consistently been in a dunk contest? Is that something that we just make up in our mind because we did have Kobe and we did have Jordan and we did have VC? Who else were some star? 
who maybe we need to really look at who were the stars of the dunk contest because maybe they weren't really good players. <clears throat> maybe it's more of an anomaly that the really good players are even in it. Damn. Hold on. Desmond Mason, Vince Carter, Kobe Bryant, Brent Berry, Harold Miner, Isaiah Ryder, Harold Miner, Cedric Sabalos, D. Brown, Dominique Wilkins, Kenny Walker, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Spud Webb, Dominique Wilkins, Larry Nance. So Jordan only won once, so only one of them he won, he really got? The one in 88 is the one that he's probably stole because he was in Chicago? Is that what happened? No, he had to be in more of them because that's 87, 88. 84 wasn't the first. Well, he was in the 84 and the 85. So he competed five times. No, he didn't do the one with Spud Webb. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be quiet on the phone. I'm just looking at some shit. Hey, shit. Eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Really? Eighty-seven, eighty-eight. He didn't. He wasn't eighty-six. Eighty-five, eighty-four. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. Um, dunk contest is coming up. Does it matter that star players don't participate? Sure. It uh, it does. I don't know if it matters. It, of course, it doesn't matter. Of course, it matters because we want to see our star players be the best at everything. Um, the three point contest. There's consistently a good player. He's not always from a good team, but we know who the good shooters are. Um, again, it's different now because shooting is more popular. It used to be everybody wanted to dunk. Now everybody wants to be able to shoot a three game is changing um i don't know who i have uh, the young boy from phoenix looked like he got a lot of hops um i f- still feel like gerald green could come in and do it uh, could kill i didn't know he had a piece of his finger missing and that his uh that danny green is his cousin just tidbits from rojo um <clears throat> i gotta wear my suit tomorrow I think I'm going to get up early once I leave the gym and go buy a new shirt. I love how people think that instead of this is the thinking that's weird. So instead of thinking that because I'm fly every day, I would also be fly in a in a like dress up setting. For some reason, it's thought that because I'm fly, I'm like super fly casually that I won't be just as effective or just as lethal um, in some hard bottoms and some slacks. <coughs> um, and I just think that's preposterous. You know, I just think that's not smart thinking. Um, and I could have a little of that Michael Jordan in me where I'm making that up to just so I can um, 
just so I can go harder, have some kind of motivation, just to really uh, <coughs> eat. But um, I'm motivated. <laughs> I ain't motivated. Uh, speaking of sneakers, I ordered this T-shirt from Instrumental Drew. And I love the T-shirt, but I was really hoping that I would get this sticker. I'm going to have to hit him up on email. I need that sticker, bruh. I need that um, Leader of the New School sticker. That's not the only reason I bought the T-shirt, because I've been trying to buy some work from him for a minute. But that was really what made me jump to it that day. I was like, oh, snap, bruh. I need that sticker. The World Champ Scenario sticker. 92. Yeah, man, like, stop playing. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but he sent me some other ones. They're just huge. I don't know how I'm going to put them on my computer. Probably got to cover them up a little bit. I don't care. Anyway, um, Rojo Show, episode 59. Um, so, I watched some movies on my off days. What movies did I watch? Do you ask? Yesterday, got home from the gym, had a nice workout, <clears throat> made myself a nice healthy protein packed meal, little kale, two eggs, some sardines, a lot of water. Um, and I sat down and watched a little film by the name of Birth of a Nation. Now, um, I have seen movies about slavery before. I've seen movies about Jim Crow South. I've seen a bunch of shit. Um, This movie was very similar. Uh, It had some flaws. I do think that it was about 20 minutes too long. But I thought it was real good. Like, I dug it. Um, Did it make me angry? Of course it did. You can't see those kind of movies see that kind of imagery if it's told properly and not feel any negative feelings. Of course I do. Um, Did I have any issues with the movie? No, not nearly as many as I had with Selma, which I was not a fan of. Uh, Watched it with my mom because I'm a good son, but I did not enjoy Selma. I enjoyed Birth of a Nation. Um, Thought it was too long. Shout out to my man, Nate Parker. All about uh, director, actors. Um, But the end of the movie, and I don't want to give it away. Well, I'd give it away because I figure I'm probably one of the last motherfuckers to see it. So there's nothing, there's no, there's no alerts to for these spoilers because they've probably already been spoiled but <clears throat> um the scene where he went to see his wife after she got beat was super powerful that shit was because she was trying to spit that shit back in his face and he was like oh i didn't have a revelation bitch and you coming with me with this old stuff i'm trying to go kill these crackers uh for you and she was telling him that bullshit that he had been speaking and he so so his preaching, at some point, of course, it was sincere, but I feel like it got more sincere at the end, like when it was like, because if you, there was a change, like he had, there was a shift when he went to them one people's crib, 
when he went to that one plantation where they knocked the man's teeth out to funnel food into his mouth. Food that was probably terrible. When he went and saw that, things changed. And he began to preach the word in a way that was not only more convicting, convincing to him, but that he could communicate with more conviction. And I just wonder if it changed for him when he was speaking to his his people on Sundays and when he was being, you know, trotted around with Massa to speak to these other people. <clears throat> because, I mean, if you follow the movie, I mean, he lived in a decent situation, but some of these shits was terrible. And I can just imagine. Because... Um, <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to get too deep with this movie, it's, but it's a deep movie. Like, how, what are you going to say and not be deep about it? But I, I don't know. Just when, when people compare, when people try to compare black organizations to the KKK or when they try to compare um, different instances to like slavery or black, black versus white, just just show me a time when black people treated people like that. Just show me when. And, and things can be exaggerated, sure, but I, I, things can also be, you know, it, it could be, it could have been worse than it should, they're showing it in some cases. But uh, as far as the ending, uh, well, no, 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 um, that was a powerful scene. Uh, the scene with the girl skipping around the plantation with the with the noose around her neck and the white girl holding it that was jarring but it was supposed to be um what was more more uh disturbing and shouts out to my man from the social network um they're the twin actors i can't remember their names the white the big white dudes but shouts out to him because he killed that I wonder if both of the brothers did it, kind of like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen used to do it back in the day. Um, but he he was raw. When Nat stood up to him and my man from Sons of Anarchy with the scriptures, um, that was hard. Um, when... Uh, I don't know. Oh, when he was like, when he was talking to him about, you know, when he went to ask him about going to see his wife after she got beat up. And then he like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't let me do that. I wish it was clearer if his massa was the white boy he was playing with as a kid. Because if that was true, I feel like there should have been a little bit more paid more attention paid to their relationship and it may have been it, it was in certain ways i mean that i guess as far as slaves go i guess he did have a certain amount of cachet with his master like when he got into that whole thing for giving the, the doll back to the little boy <clears throat> and the white man got to hitting him with the stick and they you know his master came up and um defended him and threatened the white boy for him <clears throat> Like that was cool, you know. That was, I guess, a little extra in that time. In that time for him to be doing for him, but I wanted a conversation after when Nat killed, stabbed him, and then he was like crawling out into the into the hallway. I wanted a conversation between them. 
And I want I wanted him to say like nigga like we wasn't friends, bruh. Like not not by the definition that you have, not the, not by a definition that I have in my mind. I wanted that conversation. Um, the ending, the ending was good. I think the movie should have ended after, um, after the battle against uh, the white boy who the white guy who played uh, Freddy Krueger in the remake, and he's in Watchmen. The one who beat up Nat's wife. <clears throat> after they killed them, or after they had that battle, the neck, the end of the movie should have been them running on into the net, like and on to the next one. Them basically getting set up and sniped. Uh, once they got back there, that was kind of whack. The whole cannon thing, <clears throat> Nat running, the the net, the Nat Turner running part, that was cool. It could have ended right there. At him, at his wife. Like, was his wife hallucinating? Was she not? Um, you know, and then him just kind of running through the forest with that clay shit on him. Boom. End of the movie. Um, it was, and then they showed, like, all the people they hung and all the people they killed trying to find him. Then they eventually killed him. Then they showed the, white boy, the little black boy watching, turning into <clears throat> black men fighting in a civil war. It, it, I wanted it to end with a empowering message for us, and by us I mean black people. But it kind of ended with like us fighting, 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 only to be back into the system, working for them again, or working for the the the, the machine again. That's not the way I wanted the movie to end, personally. Uh, but whatever, it was a really good movie. Um, I mean, I guess it really didn't matter how it ended because a lot of you motherfuckers didn't go out and support the movie anyway uh, for a lot of reasons that were valid to you, um, reasons that I would probably call a little bullshit on. But what are you going to do? He got the movie made. He's probably going to get another one made. Shouts out to my nigga Nate Parker. Parker. <clears throat> Moving on. Um, Today I watched Moonlight. And I know certain people are clapping and certain people are giving me to this nigga look and certain people are Kanye shrugging and I don't really give a fuck what y'all think. Uh, my mom hit me with the fire stick, tossed me the fire stick. I was like, okay, bet. Let me check this joint out. Um, the movie was okay. Um... I would actually watch it again. But this is my issue, though. This is my issue with this, and it's like my issue with Precious, um, another one of my favorite comedies. Um, There is, if, if you believe in string theory, and you believe in alternate universes, there is a universe where this exact movie would be accepted as a comedy. And I want to preface my my review of this movie with this first. Um, I'm going to have to review this movie in two parts. The first part will be ignorant as shit, and the second part will be somewhat reflective and introspective, okay? Uh, my way first. Um, let's acknowledge that the first part of this movie was basically he took the little boy on a date. 
um, you know, the little boy was getting chased home from school, which lots of lots of guys get chased home from school and grow up to be straight as well. Being chased home from school doesn't really constitute you as being gay or or doesn't exactly put you on a path of quote unquote gayness. Just want to throw that out there. Um, and, and, and you'll see why in a moment, because that is a continuous threat. Um, and I guess bringing that up will bring up a lot of other issues, too, that I don't really feel strongly about. I mean, I, I, I really don't want to get into it with the gays. I love the gays, and I shop way too much to fuck up any kind of clothing connect. And I know my people isn't they in there, so relax. So my man uh, with the do rag broke down the bando door to get the boy out. Took him to dinner. Pulled a couple pimp moves on him. Honestly, like he bought him food. Uh, he took him out to eat. He he took the food back from him. You know he tried to discipline him a little bit. Like if you ain't gonna talk to me, you can't eat. He took the food. And then a little nigga was like, well, I'm not going to talk to him. He was like, all right, all right, all right, go ahead, eat, go ahead, eat. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> I don't see how this nigga was from Cuba, but don't have no kind of accent at all. And he was talking about growing up, running around in the streets of Cuba barefoot. Chilling, the only Spanish word I think you said in the whole movie was poppy. Um, the mama was bad, but <clears throat> she wasn't no worse than like any mama in the wire, right? I don't know. Was it was it the swimming lesson? The swimming lesson was a little weird. What? It wasn't. It wasn't weird, but. I feel like the swimming lesson was some kind of turning point. Um, and like they didn't they didn't show any kind of abuse. They didn't show any kind of except like well like mental mental abuse for sure. <clears throat> and then yeah, but like it's not like like he was molested. They didn't show any molestation. The swim, the swimming lesson would be the closest thing to that. Um, the one relationship I guess he did see was um, was blue and whatever. Uh, Estelle, uh, what is her name? Michelle Monet. Is her is her name Michelle Monet? No, Janelle Monet. I'm tripping. Uh, whatever, you know, uh, was Blue and Janelle Monet. Um, so yeah, so I was, I've asked a couple of different people, like what a faggot is. <clears throat> and I definitely see the answer from adult to adult in most cases being 
what you call a, what you, what you call a gay person or a derogatory term for a gay person, a faggot. Um, I say the word faggot probably more than I should, but I never say it in regards to gay people. I call E a faggot all the time. I call Deontay a faggot. I call, well, Chief, when I talk to Chief, I mean, that's a whole nother story that, that I swear to God, if I don't get some action on this, I am opening it up to the Rojo show. I'm telling everybody, and I don't give a fuck. I mean, our, our relationship is somewhat on the line anyway. So, I mean, f- fuck it or fuck it, in my mind. But I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some time. Uh, whatever. This is in no way a threat or uh, uh, um, or a uh, ultimatum because I ain't your bitch. I ain't your woman. You ain't my woman. And we don't put each other in those kind of situations. We never have in the... 25 years that we've known each other. Is it 20? No, no, 20 years. 20 years that we've known each other. But, you know, hey, man, hit me up when you ready, bruh. Um, but, yeah, so, like, um, when he said to the little boy, a faggot is a, a, a word that people use to make gay people feel bad or however he phrased it. I feel like the next question after that is, what is a gay person? You're assuming that he knows exactly what a gay person is. He may not. My answer, if my son at any point comes to me and says, what is a faggot? A faggot is something that people call you when they assume that you are weak or when they assume that they are stronger than you. When they when they want to feel when they want to make you feel bad, when they want to make you feel inferior and it can be used and it can it can sometimes be used in a joking way and it can sometimes be used in a very 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 hurtful way towards a very specific group of people and by the time i have a child and we're having this conversation the whole world will be very sensitive to that word unless donald trump does a second term in which case all types of shit is going to be okay possibly probably not but um, but um, take a shot. Uh, shouts out to all my How I Met Your Mother fans. So I don't know, like that was kind of troubling because I feel like that conversation right there could have been a total change in in his thought process, and maybe he wouldn't have had to go to jail. And go to Atlanta and quote himself, quote unquote, rebuild himself hard in order to like get whatever that was up off of him. Like I don't know the exact. I don't. I, this is a. This is a very. This is a very, like. Touchy isn't the word for it, but it's a very nuanced conversation. That can come from many situations. But this movie, for me, lacked some common threads. It, it needed a little bit more drama to, for it to be clearer. Because at the end of the movie, I'm still not 100% sure if he's gay. And that just makes me wonder about the movie more. 
Is he gay? Well, well, see, now I'm contradicting myself because, well, I don't know. He said the only he said the only time he was touched was with that guy. So like, I don't know. I don't know. Let me try something real quick. Hold on. This may not work. We'll see. Hello? Hello? Here? Yeah. What are you doing? Wait, can I call you back? I'm walking to Popeye. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, okay. Okay, bye. So I was a friend that was that wanted me to see the movie. There's a conversation to be had over there, so maybe we'll have it on here, maybe we won't, but I don't know. It was okay. The movie the movie wasn't bad. It had some really good shots in it. Um It presented, this is what it did do. This is what it did do. It did present male-on-male courting in a, well, it presented it, I guess. I don't know. And it's still in a weird context because, I mean, you've seen the movie. He calls the guy and he's like, oh, I'm here, come see me. Guy comes down there. He drives down there. From what I saw, like, within a week, nigga. Like, I'm going to see about this guy. And, um... He walks into the bar. <laughs> he walks into the diner to... I don't know if niggas caught this. I don't, I, I don't know. But he walks in to the original sample from Miss Fat Booty. <laughs> I know I can't... Like the not the not Miss Fat Booty by Most Dev, but the song sampled for it. Um, I should probably look that up real quick. He walks in the bar to that. Uh, he pulls up. He pulls up playing a chopped and screw version of Jadena's classic man, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Because I don't know about Jadena. No, I'm joking. Um, One Step Ahead by Aretha Franklin is the sample for Most Def's Miss Fat Booty from Black on Both Sides, uh, released in 1999. But, um, shit. Yeah, so then he comes in and the whole... uh, I could just hit you with the chef special. <laughs> Come on, bruh. Eat your food. Eat your dinner. It was just all of these comments that were just so weird. I don't even know if I would say this stuff to a chick. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I know I sound ridiculous right now. Like, I sound like I have the heebie-jeebies. But it was just funny. It was funny. I don't know. For I mean this this could be disrespectful and I could be crucified for being honest, but it's a little like like seeing uh <laughs> like seeing kids dress up in suits. <laughs> like it was like, whoa, he said that to another guy and the guy likes it. 
I'm sorry. I think I mixed my reviews. I, I plan to give a serious one and a jerk one, and I think I just mixed them both together. Sorry. Um, but I mean, the movie wasn't horrible. I wouldn't have a problem watching it again. There were some sad parts. I really hate that he poo-pooed his relationship with Blue because he was a drug dealer and his mom was on drugs. I understand the logic behind it. Still don't like it. Um, especially since if you're going to grow up and then be a drug dealer. His high school life was kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say it was bullshit, but like, I don't know, man. I, I know that there are dudes who like get teased all through high school. Um, but if you stand up for yourself like one good time, generally that shit like slows down or niggas stop fucking with you as much. Like, I just, I, I know that they had to build the building in a certain way. Like they had to build a bridge to get from one point to another. And I know what they were going to try to get to. But I just feel like it could have been, and I can't speak to this, but I just feel like it could have been a a little bit more of an in-depth story, something that you could really feel or you could really, like, have some kind of closure on or something. I don't know. But I saw it. The movie was good. Uh, I didn't see any of the other nominees this year to know if it should win. Okay, Google. What are the best movie nominations for this year? The nine nominees for Best Picture are Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea, Fences, Lion, Hacksaw Ridge, Hidden Figures, The Untold Story of the African-American Women Who Helped Win the Space Race, La La Land, Hell or High Water, and Arrival. So I am totally uninterested in Hidden Figures winning. I might check it out, but I just... This goofy movie about women... And it's basically like, is this a spinoff of The Help? Were all of these women in The Help? Or am I, am I imagining that? That's another movie I didn't watch. Like, I feel like Miss, the world is too intense right now for you to be giving me these cupcake-ass movies about black people in this world. or black. Stop telling me about these little pockets of black people that you're going to celebrate at your whim. Like, we've been ill for a long fucking time, so don't tell me about this little piece of history that you want to highlight right now when y'all playing us in real life modern day. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. This plays to that whole formula that I was looking at on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, there is a dude, and I wish I had the video, or I wish I knew the video offhand to, like, really shout him out, but there is a guy who has broken down a formula for winning best picture and it has to be it, it has to be a story that has to be a, I don't remember exactly but it has to be a story that hasn't been told before it has to be the it has to have an actor in it generally it has to have a, a white actor between I think it's like 40 and above 40 or something which is why leo hadn't won one yet because he wasn't old enough and i think there might be like one outlier which might be like tom hanks or some shit um but uh and it has to be a story that you have to consider that the majority of the people voting the majority in the people uh the, the majority of the people in the academy are at this point like 
65 and above. So it has to be a story that took place within their or their parents' lifetime so that they can identify with it on a personal level. And unfortunately, most of the shit with black people during that time is us being fucking butlers or is um, or is of us being this NASA shit that nobody had heard about or people had heard about it. But, you know, again, swept under the rug, not celebrated, celebrated when they wanted. So this I feel like this is just an attempt to just mark check off all of those boxes. Like, I don't really know how good that movie is. Fences. I had studied the play in high school. I hope it was really good. Uh, the movie. I, I Denzel as an actor. I mean, obviously you can't shit on Denzel as an actor, but I just, some of his beats are different for me. Like I, as an old actor or as an actor, not that my opinion or my acting skills matter at all. But he he's 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 threatening to fall into a. Pacino scent of the woman scent of a woman this is how the rest of my movies are gonna go type of thing um or this is this is this is me so whenever you put me in a movie you're getting you're getting like this specific guy in this movie and not so much of an actor um I want to see Lion I haven't seen anything from my that's my man from um uh the Indian movie everybody was on a dick um, Slumdog Millionaire. That's him all grown up. He only he only fucks with Oscar worthy movies. Apparently, um, I didn't see The Arrival. Okay, good. That's not the one with what's her name. Cause I don't really I don't know how I feel about her. Um, shit. Uh, the first Mystique. Well, she wasn't the first Mystique. The young Mystique. She does all the movies with uh, Bradley Cooper. Uh, what is her name? Um, I don't know. I can't think of it right now. Old Girl from Hunger Games. Uh, the movie with her and Chris Pratt. I thought that was The Arrival, but it's not. The Arrival is with um, Old Girl from Superman and... Um, ah, Green Arrow or Archer, whatever his name is. Hawkeye. I don't know, man. Jeremy Renner. God damn it. So yeah. Um I guess I need to I could probably see Lion. This fire stick thing, man. I can't hate on it. I can't hate on it. Considering my 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 current, you know, my current main source of income right now. It's a big statement for me to say I I get it with the fire stick. I watched Sing today too. You know Sing. You know Sing. Shut up. You niggas got kids. With the pig and the uh you know my man Matthew McConaughey was in that. I fucks with Matthew, man. Matthew is my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like it on my on my on my all white boy team. My all white boy team. Who's on my all white boy team? At point guard, Shia LaBeouf. No, shooting guard. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf is definitely a shooting guard. Um, Matthew McConaughey, my Wiley veteran. He's like a, probably a stretch. Th- he's probably a three. 
Um, who would be my point guard? E- See, I don't know a lot of these young white motherfuckers, really. Uh, Matthew McConaughey isn't young, so he'd be on the team. David Beckham would be on the team. So David Beckham, Shia LaBeouf, Matthew McConaughey. I got Matthew McConaughey, so I can't have um, I can't have Woody Harrelson because they're basically the same person. Um, but Matthew McConaughey is younger, has better hair, and worse car commercials. Um, you know who I? Well, uh, mm, Bradley Cooper rides a motorcycle, but he's kind of weird. I just found out that uh, Giovanni Ribisi is a Scientologist, so I don't know if I want to go down that road. Um, jeez, y'all make it hard on a nigga. Who do I think? Well, uh, Travis Barker, but Travis Barker is kind of weird too, and he's older. Who is it that rides a motorcycle? Oh, um, he's too hot though. Ryan, not Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds. I fuck with Ryan Gosling. Maybe. He might be a little weird, though. He's a method actor. Everybody's a little weird. Uh, Mac Miller. Maybe I'd fuck with Mac Miller. Mac Miller has a lot of black friends already. Not saying he can't have more. But, I don't know. I prefer my friends to enjoy black shit from afar. Like I don't I don't do I don't think I ever want any white friends that think they can tell me about some black shit. I had a bad experience with that one time. This this white girl was trying to tell me about Harold's chicken and I was like, I think you need to <laughs> I think you need to sit the fuck down, okay? Number one, the only one you know about is the one in the downtown loop, which I'm not shitting on, but it's not the one in the Kanye video. I think you need to relax. It's not even the one on 87th and the Dan Ryan. Okay? All right? Now, I will give props to my man up there on uh, Milwaukee in the heart of Wicker Park. He's got a decent little little operation. His chicken tastes good. But if the if your only reference is is down there on um on Wabash, shouts out to Wabash because nothing nothing went harder. Number one, nothing went harder when than when me and uh, Bryant, shouts out to Bryant. We're gonna have to rap at some point. When me and Bryant used to walk from the UC on uh, Eighth and State, no Sixth and State to that uh, that Herald's. On basically Sir Mac and Wabash, right next to the shrine, used to get that young snack pack. Yep, they had the snack pack for two fifty, two wings and a fry, my nigga. That was when we had the match of academic hoodies. Holla at your Boy Scout. Then E came into the mix with the Black State prop hoodie. We was hoodied up at the UC, walking to Harold's, getting motherfucking snack packs. <coughs> but yeah, relax, man. Anyway, 
Um, Shia LaBeouf, David Beckham, Matthew McConaughey, possibly Mac Miller. I don't know. All white boy team. Um, how much time we got? Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Ah, nice. So yeah, um, the Rojo Show, episode fifty nine. A lot of shit going on. Um, I need you to stay in tune. I really need you guys to take this serious in terms of getting it out to the people. I am too, but I need y'all to start taking it serious because I'm about to start taking it seriouser, and then I want us to move as a movement together. Move as a movement together. Um, the Rojo Show, episode 59. Um, go see Moonlight. Go see um, Birth of a Nation. Two uh, black... I, I know Nate Parker wrote and directed this. This had... Um, uh, whatchamacallit had a lot of black actors in it, so big ups to that. I don't know if the writer, I don't know if the writer or the director is black. I guess I should. Somebody's gonna crucify me for that. Monica probably knew. That's why I was trying to get her on the phone. But um, yeah. Thanks for checking out the podcast. If you're not sharing, you're not a fan. Catch me on iTunes. Catch me on SoundCloud. Catch me anywhere podcasts are posted. Um. Until next time. This is the Rojo Show signing off. Thank you, Rojo homies, for checking me out. I'm in the gym. It's going to be no shirt this summer. Hopefully. I got to start eating right. Um, hit me up, though. The Rojo Show at gmail.com. ShyRojo1 on Instagram. The Rojo Show Facebook page. Thank you for listening. And if you're not sharing, you're not a fan. Fuck off. <laughs>